Hello, all of our How Should I Bro friends. I want to thank you guys for listening to today's show. If you like what you hear, then make sure that you hit that subscribe button. <clears throat> if you didn't like what you hear, then uh, give us some feedback. Let us know that you think it sucked and don't hold back. We do not like to censor anything. So if you thought we were a steaming pile of dog shit, let us know. But if you loved it and you uh, just thought it was the greatest thing ever, then make sure that on iTunes you give us a rating. Hit that five-star button. Drop us a line because that does help us get noticed. And uh, go back to the archives. Listen to some of the other shows because you're definitely going to like it. You're going to learn something and you're going to laugh your ass off. These shows would not be possible if it wasn't for two things. Number one is Show Me Comics. They are the premier independent comic book company in the entire galaxy. What do they do that's so awesome? Well, it's their 64-page full-color graphic novel called Hafu. You can get your copy now and check it out online at www.showmecomics.com. We're also brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness. That is, that is the facility where I host all of my personal training, my boot camps, my MMA classes. They also do self-defense, CCW, and all kinds of cool things up there. And you can check them out online at www.xkm-stl.com. So, boys, I just want to tell you all, I'm happy to be back in the studio with you guys. It has been quite some time. Has what been, has it been, like a month? If maybe longer. No, maybe about a month. Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not long enough. Uh, last two episodes, I actually had to record while I was out on the road, so I was doing it straight from my phone. Wasn't really sure what the reception would be like on those because it was just it was just me and a and a recording device and I didn't really have a script or any key points to go from which really we don't work with too much of a script whenever we're here in the studio but we do have a bit of an outline on what we're going by we at least know what the topics are going to be and uh, the last two episodes I was out on the road so I just kind of winged it and it didn't seem like too many people hated it that much. But I much prefer to be in the studio recording these, especially whenever I have you guys here, because I feel they're a lot better that way. We've got more people to bounce ideas off of, and it is way funnier. Well, um, that, that makes me feel nice. Thank you. It does. Oh, hi. Producer Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was out on the road. I was out, uh, I was out doing uh, some wrestling. I was doing some, uh, some traveling. For those of you that... Uh, I've never seen this before. I'm a professional wrestler. I go by the name of Adam Raw, but that is about to change very soon. What are you changing it to? And, Please uh, tell me Visitor. It is. No, it's going to be Miracles the Wizard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was. Uh, I went to Florida last month, and then uh, I've been to Chicago twice. Last week I went to Kansas City on Saturday, and I went to Chicago on Sunday. And we went to some big promotions out there, and I rode along with. Some of the some of the baddest ass wrestlers in wrestling right now. Last week I was with a Mr. Davey Vega, Matt Fitchett, and a fellow that goes by the name of ACH. And uh, it was it was a really awesome time. We got to see a lot of places. But damn man, whenever you're traveling that much, it's like a lot of your driving is done late night, you know, into early morning, yeah. and. You know, while I wanted to record the podcast, while I had a group of these crazy characters with us, just you know what sometimes the brain just ain't working right at that time or you're too busy trying to keep yourself up by talking to the other guys about other shit that possibly could have made a good podcast or it would have just sounded like we were rambling on about stupid shit which you know what sometimes that's what this show is and what makes it good but uh you know what it wanted just being me after the trip on my phone recording some stuff so but for today you know here's the thing 
a lot of times whenever we come to the studio and we record, I've just dropped my daughter off at her mom's house and I'm coming straight from there. And uh, it got me thinking a lot about parenting. Now, Jordan over there, he's got two kids. I've got two kids. Producer Tim has two cats. That's Don't close you have to- more than that? No, it's just two. Oh, I thought you had... There's a, if you can actually see on Periscope, there's one right behind his head. So, because why not? To give you guys an idea of what my daughter Madeline is like, that cat that is sitting at the top of Tim's chair giving him the evil eye, that is what my daughter Madeline is like. Four legged and furry? (laughs) Possibly. Yeah, so I have two children. I have an, an almost nine year old daughter named Madeline, and I've got a son who is 16 months old, and he is a bipolar demon. His name is Eli. And it's it's amazing how the two of them can be so different yet so similar. Now, Jordan, you mm-hmm. have two kids. They're both by the same mom. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, do your kids happen to act any different whenever they're away from each other than when they're together? Because that's a huge issue I'm going through right now is the difference in my kids between when they're not with each other and when they're together. Absolutely. They act different from each other. In fact, sometimes if we're going to to the same place, we'll take two cars just to split up the kids. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Are you serious? Yeah. Like sometimes when we go to church, it'll be like, okay, I've got Heidi, you know, <laughs> coming in here with your mom and we take off. No, they're totally different. Um, but I also think that you can't put all the blame on the kids. I think that uh, a, when the kids are together, you have an extra job. You're not just a parent. You're a referee. You know? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, oh, hey, stop touching me, blah, blah, blah. You know, and if you're not in the room, they're not going to be saying those same things because they know you're going to weigh yeah. in, in on the crap, you know. And then it makes you act differently towards the kids because nobody likes to be a judge or a referee yeah. or any of that crap. Um, and then, B, the other thing that you got to – take into consideration is your attention is automatically halved that you get to give each kid, you know? So if you have one in the room and you're giving them a hundred percent of your attention, Mm. then you have two and you feel like you should be giving both of them 100% of your attention, but you don't have 200% to divvy up in half. So I think me personally, that makes me feel frustrated. And I think Mm. that manifestation, the manifestation of me being frustrated is irritation and Mm -hmm. things like that or feel just feeling like i'm not being that good of a parent when they're both there yeah and i'm like oh well when it's just one there's something magical that's going on you know and and i can connect and blah 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 and it's it's really some practical stuff it's happening it's funny that you said that because i was talking it's not funny it's depressing (laughs) (laughs) that's why you're drinking that big burr no i was talking to my daughter's stepdad before you know, and, and he was talking about how Madeline, when she's at their house, she's got two other siblings, you know, so mm-hmm. there's three kids running around and they're being fucking crazy. You know, and he said he thinks one of the reasons that she's so much quieter when she's at my house and she doesn't act out as much is she doesn't have to beg for the attention. He goes, you know, yeah. I feel bad because I feel like when she's here, she doesn't get as much one on one or she doesn't get as much attention because there's the two other kids. 
And for a while, you know, for a long time, I thought, well, maybe that's right. But now that I have the other one at home, here's my thing is I don't have to be a referee. Like your kids, they got sibling rivalry, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like fighting and they're fighting for attention. I don't have to worry about that. My problem is my kids, even though they're like seven and a half years apart in age and they have different mothers... Somehow those two know that they fucking both came from the same nutsack. And when they get together, it's like this evil, crazed fucking Voltron. <laughs> they get you together. You should have did what I did. And they fucking join up and they become these terror twins. You should have did what I did. What? I specifically made sure that my first child came from my left testicle and the second child came from my right testicle. I tried. I used like pliers and like <laughs> squeezed it off but my first kid, I didn't know that she was conceived so I wasn't squeezing the appropriate side and the second one I was like, whatever. So I don't know which side. Well, how I did it was I asked the doctor I said, after I had my first kid, I said, which testicle did this come from? And he said <laughs> uh, came from the right testicle and I said, okay, so I cut off the right testicle um, that way, that's the just, second one yeah, will that's definitely just come from the left <laughs> <laughs> right I don't know if anybody listening knows this but when you go to the doctor to get a blood test done you they can determine which testicle that you were actually brought from yeah the blood testicle the, right of the, le- the blood testicle and uh yeah, you can get that found out. It's good to know because if you're ever in an accident and you need your life saved, it's not enough to know like whether you're A or O positive or whatever. But if somebody else came from the left testicle and you did too, then you've got a much better chance of surviving. So get that checked out. Did you come from your dad's right nut or his left nut? They also found out that gay people come from both because <laughs> they love nuts <laughs> yeah but that's great because then if you're you need a blood transfusion then if any gay people have donated their blood then you're you're good you're that's safe. what i'm saying exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm right nut positive <laughs> but uh tim do you know which one you are um i would assume that i'm a left nut <laughs> i haven't i haven't actually had the uh because my insurance doesn't cover it but I would assume. I, f- I feel like a left nut. Well, that's the most, most the valuable time. one because that's the one when you're saying like, "Oh, dude, I'd give my left nut to right. do that." Like that must it's, be the. Yeah, but that's it's also, also the, the one that gets kicked first because <laughs> it hangs lower. Well, I think it depends on who you are. But no, I mean the left nut. That's still, always that's the warm one. The left nut's the one closest to your heart. It's the one that you hold when you have to recite the pledge. I mean, it's. <laughs> So I'm nothing if not patriotic, so I have to be left nut. Oh, you have to be the the Star Spangled Ballsack. That's why Jordan wears underwear made out of a flag. It's not underwear made out of flag. It's just a flag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, when my kids get together, they gang up on me. It's definitely not a sibling rivalry. Like my daughter takes care of my son. It's amazing because when she was growing up, little backstory here. When my daughter was like a year old, uh, I used to be roommates with uh, producer Tim and uh, Mike Daffron, who you guys have only heard on the show one time, (laughs) 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 the underwear model. So anyway, we all used to be roommates back in the day, and uh, I used to always joke around and say it was like that movie Three Men and a Baby, because there was the, uh, the three of us here, and we had little Madeline with us, and... We used to worry that she was going to grow up to be like a fucking serial killer because she would do some pretty sketch things like uh, (laughs) 
Oh, I have Tim tell one of my favorite stories about oh, my daughter okay. and her uh, framing the dinosaur for his death. Well, you just gave it away. But um, So I don't even remember what we were watching, but Sam is the type of person who, like from a young age, he's teaching Madeline how to kick, how to throw a punch, how to choke somebody. <laughs> and I'll be damned if... This little, I mean, she she must have just turned three, or she was like... No, she wasn't even that. She was like, not probably maybe two at the most. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. Anyway, young enough that she shouldn't know how to do what she did. So it, she runs up to me. She jumps up on the chair that I'm sitting on, and she starts to choke me. <laughs> and if anybody knows me, I'm pretty weak. So she's literally strangling me to death. No. Uh, that's why I actually had to start working out is because I was sick of all these three-year-olds almost killing me. You were preparing for the rematch. Right. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to throw down once she hits eight. I mean, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my comeuppance. This is all the fight, man. Let's see. <laughs> Everybody needs to have goals, Sam. So, but no, she, she used to uh, pretend to choke me. And as any good... Adult does when a child starts to choke you, you pretend to die. <laughs> so I'm laying in the chair dead, and she runs out of the living room into Sam's bedroom, and she proceeds to pull out this giant brontosaurus that <laughs> our friend Frank got her for her birthday. And she sets this giant brontosaurus on my lap. And without missing a beat, she runs over to the couch that Sam's like half sitting, half laying on, and's like, Daddy, the dinosaur killed Tim. <laughs> she framed the dinosaur. This fucking two and a half year old framed a dinosaur for murder. <laughs> it was brilliant. Like, she well, what it. you didn't know is the dinosaur was already doing time on the inside, and it didn't really matter. What's <laughs> one more murder? <laughs> He was in on it, but that gives you a little bit of an idea of what my daughter's been like growing up. And while she's not as, um, uh, she doesn't have quite as many sociopathic tendencies as she used to, she's still a quiet little thing. And you can just tell behind those brown eyes sometimes that she's got some type of crazy thought going on. She's like, I don't need a dinosaur patsy anymore. <laughs> And now I can get away with this. And then, but but my son, he is 16 months old, and he is a behemoth. My son is a miniature caveman. He's humongous. He weighs like 32 pounds, which for a 16 month old, that's gargantuan. And I will not confirm or deny that I am shooting my son full of horse steroids. But he's a monster, and he's strong, and he's aggressive, and he's mean as shit. And it's amazing that little Madeline, who is the least affectionate person, Madeline, you try to hug her and she like Meh, pulls away, and you try to give her a kiss. Yeah. And she's like, Stop! Don't don't kiss me. Dude, I tried to hug her one time, and like I actually made contact, and I heard, and I looked, and <laughs> smoke was coming up from her skin because the affection yeah. was getting her. She really did used to growl. She used to do this thing where like if you told her something, she go grrr, and I was like, you can't do that. So anyway, little Miss like no affection is. Like, the best big sister to to Eli. Like, today. Today, they were supposed to get ready. I was like, Madeline, put your shoes on. Next thing I know, she puts Eli on the couch, puts his fucking socks on him, puts his shoes on him, and gets him ready. I mean, she's so good with him. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? And so she's a great big sister, but 
oh my god, she likes to get him like riled up and really crazy, and he is riled up, yeah, <laughs> riled up, and get him super crazy. So like whenever they're together, they're insane. Like they're constantly screaming and throwing stuff. Or she gets him to where he's like just having these little outbursts where he's throwing things and running around the house and. Ah! And screaming and knocking chairs over she thinks it's hilarious and then she gets him to chase her around and he does all the bad things to get in trouble for her, but she's the one that gets it started so it's crazy how these two kids can act so different whenever they're not around each other and even with such an age difference like when they're together how much that they can just cause a shit ton of havoc and mischief and as a parent i feel bad because on the days, like, when their mom is working all day and I'm the one that's with them, like, this weekend, her mom had to work today, and she worked Friday. So, Friday and Sunday, I had both kids all day by myself. And I get it. You're supposed to be a good parent. You should be able to handle two kids on your own. But I tell you what, I sometimes wonder if I'm built for this shit or not. One of my clients, she's a doctor, told me that females have a certain hormone that they produce that makes their brain, like... To where it doesn't like like sleep deprivation and shit doesn't aggravate them as much. And I think even Jordan was telling me one day that I guess like there's a certain part of your brain that that lights up whenever like a kid screaming or something is annoying. No, I just told you I believe. Oh, that I thought there, you told me. No. That. It, but it, what I believe is there's a primal part of your brain that makes you want to kill the kid that's screaming <laughs> so that it will stop screaming. Cause it's true. I remember like the, the worst thing, and when I could have possibly become like a murderer and been on the news, <laughs> I remember leaving my house because the kids were, you know, I, I don't, Tim, I don't even know if you realize what a baby crying is like. I've heard babies cry before. Oh, for not. hours on end. It's well, no. Nice. See, because that's I what I'm leave. saying. They, yeah, exactly. They don't stop. So you said you can leave. I went to leave, and I'm like, I think uh, Louis C.K. has a joke about it. He's like, we were all out of toilet paper because I threw it all in the garbage so that I could go out to buy <laughs> toilet paper, you know. Um, but So I went, to, I went to the store to buy something, and I was in the aisle, and the next aisle over, a baby started screaming, crying. And immediately, once it started, I was like, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it so it will stop, you know. But that's the whole shaking baby syndrome crap. You know, I really think they're like, they don't. The sound not, just triggers something in your muscles. That you're, you're not sitting there and you're like, hmm, well, I've tried feeding it. <laughs> I've tried consoling it. The one thing I have not tried is shaking it. <laughs> All right, option C, let's give that a try. You know, you're not like going down a list trying to, it's a reaction where you're just like, shut the yes. fuck up. Yes. You know. Dude, um, I, man, about a year ago. And then the rest of our brain just suppresses that. <laughs> you know? like a year ago, there was uh, there was this story. Well, it was a little more than a year. It was before, before Eli was born, right before he was born. Um, there was a story about a guy that I used to work with. And he went to high school with a few of my clients. So I like I had met this motherfucker. And... He was always like a really nice, really goofy, quiet guy. I think he came out to a few of the old LWA wrestling shows, in okay. fact. He was a parent? Yeah. So he yeah. literally was a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he he shook his baby to death. That's and I, solves I first, the problem. Problem solver, dude. I'm yeah. hiring at my work right now, actually. Um, so. He's very efficient at solving. He's very hands-on. He, uh... I'm scrolling through Facebook, you know, and every once in a while somebody will post, like, uh, the Jefferson County Sheriff app, or it's like, oh, look at some kid from high school that just did meth. 
it, the, the thing popped up and it was that guy because I was like, oh, this dude. I was like, I remember him from, from working at St. Anthony's. And uh, I was like, what the fuck did this guy do? He was such a nice guy. You know, he's such a quiet dude. When we worked together, I was like, what could this guy be in trouble for? I'm expecting like maybe a DUI or something because mm-hmm. he was always such a nice guy. And I'm like, um, murder. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that was the whole thing was he shook the baby to death. He... uh he couldn't deal with the crying, and I was like, "What a fucking ass!" You know, this guy deserves to fucking die. What a piece of shit! But it's the same thing. They don't. You don't pick him up and go, "I will shake you right. until you die." Well, you that, know, that, you're just yeah, like, "I just want you to be quiet." That's my point. My my daughter is a even as a baby, she was still quiet. She was she never cried a whole lot. Like she didn't fuss, and I only had her a few nights out of the week. So I've always, since the day that that child was born, I've always had joint custody with her mom. So I didn't have her every single night. So a lot of those times when she was up and fussy and crazy, I didn't have to experience that because I didn't have her on those nights. And the nights that I did have her, she was awesome. She was quiet. So I thought, man, babies are easy. So when I read this story about this guy shaking his baby to death, or I hear these stories about people killing, you know, little children by shaking them and getting, you know, pissed off. I go, oh, these fucking assholes, because I had never been through that. Mm-hmm. And so when my son comes along and he's polar opposite from my daughter, this kid was insane. Now he had a few other problems going on that you know we that led to some surgeries. He has a, he almost died from complications with his intestines. Sure. I didn't cause it. <laughs> I didn't kick him in the stomach <laughs> one night. But um, he had some issues. That, <laughs> he had some issues. That uh, he had to have surgery over, and you know some of that caused his screaming. But he's just—that's just how he is. And so, uh, quite a few months back, he was having a little episode where he wasn't feeling good. And I mean, no matter what, he would not go to sleep, and he would just just cry his eyes out, just just screaming. And I mean, I felt super bad for him because I know, like, I get it when a baby's crying. It's not like they're trying to be assholes. There's obviously something wrong, but. <clears throat> That part of my brain was kicking in that was like, I understand that something's wrong and I feel sorry for him and I feel bad. But at the same time, by like 3 a.m., I was getting sleep deprived and my little Maddie was right there with me. And the mom, his mom was working overnight. So she wasn't there and she's the one that knows how to take care of all that. She's got the more maternal instincts. I don't. And so by 3 a.m., I'm sleep deprived and it's still like we're now five hours into where every two minutes I would lay him down and it was just this high pitched. And so now I'm starting to lose my cool. And I don't mean to lose my cool at him. I wasn't pissed off at him. I was pissed off, though, at the, the lack of sleep and the fact that now my ears are bleeding. Wow. And even little Maddo wasn't getting sleep. So at one point, I was like, all right, fuck this. You know, and I took him in. I set him in his crib. And I'm just like, just cry yourself to sleep or something. I did not know what to do. I was really starting to lose my cool. And again, Let's see if you can him. cry underwater. Yeah. Again, yeah. It wasn't with him. But it's like, at this point, I'm so frustrated just at the situation. I felt bad because there's little Madeline up. Walking every step with me. And that makes it harder. And it was. It was making it a lot harder. And that's her because she has those little instincts already. Like, she's wanting to help Eli. But I felt bad because then I started cussing. And then the effort's coming out. I'm just like, fucking, what the fuck, 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 fuck. And she's hearing this. And I, at 3 a.m., I'm so fucking tired. I'm not really thinking about the impact that I'm having. And so I had a little outburst. I turned towards my bedroom door. And I didn't even think I hit it that hard. But I let some of that frustration out physically. And I punched the door. 
I didn't think I hit it that hard, but my hand went through the fucking bedroom door and the <laughs> the impact of that swung the door into the wall and the handle put a hole into the bedroom wall. <laughs> so now there's a hole from my fist. Not the front. I went through the whole fucking door. If you mm-hmm. go to my house right now, because I haven't replaced the door, there's a fucking hole that goes through the door, and the impact of that put a hole in the wall. And now I'm like, that's how oh, you know you have a cheap fuck. house if they're putting those hollow core doors in. I know. No, here's like, the best part: is like the initial outburst was you know damaging enough to Madeline, but now she has to come and see the hole every time <laughs> she comes over and relive it. She just stands, <laughs> she just stands in front of the hole, wide-eyed. I felt so bad, though, because I could tell, like, she doesn't show it because she is. She's got this, you know, little personality. She's so tough, but she's quiet. But, I mean, I was like, fuck, you know, like... I had to stop and go, what kind of impact am I making right now? You know, your little brother's crying his eyes out. There's something wrong. I'm now cussing, and I just punched a fucking hole through the door and through the thing, and she's wondering if it's her fault. So I had to, like, sit around and tell her, like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Daddy was stupid. I didn't mean to do that. I'm just tired, and I'm not mad at Eli, and I'm not mad at you, and I shouldn't do that stuff. But it's like, Daddy it hits matter. Daddy hits the door because he loves it. <laughs> yeah. But it's well, like, you know, I can say all that stuff. It doesn't take away the fact, though, that she saw it. She watched it happen, and now she's going to be fucking scared from it. But that's like, that's just a little snapshot, though, of what you're dealing with from the baby and inside your brain when those little things are lighting up. That's like, oh my god! Like, I'm not saying it's justified, but I can kind of understand a little bit now. Where say like this guy that shook the baby to death where I could see that maybe that was it. Like he physically, who knows what he was going through. Maybe he was going through hours of the kid crying, was tired and like, didn't know how to react to it. And instead of taking it out physically on something else, got a little carried away with this little baby that under normal circumstances would not, you know, phase a a full grown human being, but you know what it's doing. And it only takes one. You yeah. know, one a split second for yeah. that to happen. Which again, that's not to justify what the guy did. So he, it's not hoping. like he was sitting there and he's like uh, sweating and getting tired <laughs> from the shaking. Like, <laughs> oh, come on, die already! You know, it was probably just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. You like, know, yeah. and then it's like, oh sh- shit. I like to think that Madeline has like a little disappointment in Sam now, not because like she had to see that moment of weakness, but just because she's like. Shh. That's not how you punch a fucking door. You know, we've done some dark <laughs> yeah. podcasts in the <laughs> she's past. Like, she's like, let me show you how it's done, fucker. And <laughs> Sam, Sam goes over to her mom's house, and there's like 15 holes in Madeline's door. <laughs> but or there's he, not one hole in the wall. No, no he punches the door, and she goes, no, you shake the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out that's why she's been such a good sister, so that when she finally kills the baby, we don't suspect it's her. It's like Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. (laughs) Let's go ice skating, Eli. Two inches of water. (laughs) No, here's the bad thing is uh, the last, like, couple months, you know, that's what she's been getting in trouble for. Her mom called me one night. Her mom will call me every once in a while. She'll go, look, I'm going to give the phone to Madeline. You've got to yell at her for this. You know, she's like, yeah, like, yeah, like I have to punish her over the phone sometimes, because um, it's one of those. You keep doing that, and I'll call your dad. Good cop, phone cop. Yeah, she's probably like, whatever, call my fucking dad. But uh, she called me one day. And she goes, "You got to talk to Madeline." She goes, "This is just, this is too much." I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "She just went over and hauled off, and punched her little sister." And I'm like, "You know, was it provoked?" And she's like, "No, she just went up to her and, and did it." And um, 
I guess this has happened a few times before and now she thinks it's getting to be too much and then she just did it again recently and uh I have noticed her like having this little violent outburst recently um and so now I'm going, oh, fuck, man. I hope this isn't all to do with that night that I punched the hole through the door. <laughs> like, I told her mom about it happening, but they haven't connected that yet. So hopefully that isn't it. But that's just some of the shit that you have to go through as parents. These are some of the things. If you're out there and you don't have kids yet. You know, I think what you're really hitting on and not just in this. Really? Yeah, not just in this scenario, but on a daily basis, I always think. And I'm sure it's a cliche and somebody's probably said it before, but I go, you know, by the time my kids are, are grown and out of the house, I'll be a great parent. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like finally. <clears throat> but these are just some of the things that uh, you're going to do. It's super dark. Dude. This podcast <laughs> is super dark. I thought we were going to talk about parenting, not about <laughs> horror stories. <laughs> What if we talked about murderers, <laughs> <laughs> mental scars, freaking this is what me you wanting to with. kill people? This is what you got to deal with. So, and if you, you take one thing away from this episode, it's that kids aren't for everybody. <laughs> you know, I actually one thing I will say is that before I had kids, I'm like, I'm gonna be a great dad. Blah blah blah. Of course, you know, because we're all full of ourselves. And quite recently... Nobody ever says I want to be a junkie when I grow up. Yeah. No, quite recently, I'm like, you know what? I'm not a good little kid dad. (laughs) And I've just admitted it. I'm like, I don't like little kids. (laughs) They freaking annoy me. I think I'm going to be a great teenager dad. You know, where I can sit down and have talks with them and, and, and talk about like... Uh, avoiding mistakes and and how they can kind of set themselves up for success and laughing with them and joking more on an intellectual level and and stuff like that i think i'll be good at but i'm willing to admit at this point like i don't like little kids like my wife one time was like you're off this day why don't you take Mm -hmm. you know your son on his Mm -hmm. field trip why don't you be a volunteer on this field trip and i'm like because i don't like little kids like and i'm not (laughs) It's true. I'm not good enough at like masking my irritation to be effective. You know, like I can clearly not be mean to little kids, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm sitting there and I'm not giving them the same kind of quality time as a parent that adores little young children would do, you know? So no, I'm not going to freaking do it. I mean, Uh, you want your toddler shaken then by all means. Yeah. (laughs) But no, and I don't mean I do anything bad to little kids. I'm just saying I am not good at it. No, I have the exact same way. I, I've had people ask me, they go, dude, why don't you train kids? You know, like there's a good market for that. You could, I, I, my kid has a uh, soccer team. I could get 30 kids in here right now for you. You should train kids. And I'm like, no, there's no fucking way I want 30 kids. I don't want to train one kid, much less 30 of them, a bunch of five-year-olds and shit, because I've been that route. I used to. I used to train these teams of athletes, and I trained a lot of little leaguers, and I was not good with it. I can't deal with it. Like, when they all start to act up or they start getting crazy and they don't listen, my first thing is intimidation. That's mm-hmm. my way. That's the only thing I understand with, with little kids or people that act out, so that's why I'm not good with them. And <laughs> I was opposite of you whenever, uh, before my daughter was born, I was like, I'm never going to have a kid. I had never held a baby. Right. I thought, this isn't my thing. I'm going to be horrible at this. So whenever 
she came along, like I was frightened because I was like, I'm going to be horrible at this. Luckily, she was as passive and as quiet as she was. So I thought, oh, you know what? This isn't so bad. I'm a pretty good single dad yeah. until my son came along and well, he was a real baby. Now that I too. Know. And I was good with babies and I was good with the crawling age. But it's like once they started to, to I guess, demand more attention, yeah. maybe it's like an ADD thing. Like, I yeah. No, so I'm, I'm not good at it. Now that yeah. I've had my son who's an actual baby, I'm like, I'm horrible at this. <laughs> like, my daughter really made me delusional. Like, I'm not good at the little kid thing. But... I, that's where I think, though, that dads are important. I think there's an age thing there, and this isn't me being sexist. This is biology, and this is hormones. Is I feel that women, the mother, it's very important the the, the first few years because hormonally, their bodies, their brain, and everything is set up to be able to deal with that screaming and to deal with the sleep deprivation. And this isn't just me saying this. I've had a doctor actually tell me this is how it works physiologically and biologically. The mom is better suited mentally and physically to uh, to be more nurturing and be able to deal with the screaming, the crying, and the, the fussy, the feeding, and all the other things that get us riled up where... It's important for the dad to be in the life, especially as they get older, because we're there to do that goofy shit with them. They're the one, we're the ones to kind of show them like, oh, hey, you know what? Mom doesn't normally allow you to laugh at farts, but hey. Oh, yeah. And we're there to tell them like, hey, you're doing really well. It's, like, it's weird how studies have shown, you know, like uh, for females and males that didn't have the, the father figure in their life to... Uh, you know, to compliment them or build up their self-esteem or tell them like, hey, you know, you did really good at this or... Well, you hit the nail on the head. You just mentioned Madeline's mom calling you, asking to discipline yeah, her over yeah. the phone. She needed you to do that. But yeah. it, it, it's... Which doesn't mean that she's not capable of it. Right. But it's just, here's the thing, how I've always looked at it is this is where you know, biology is going to change things. It doesn't mean that the mom is not capable of doing all those things because I don't want to get emails from people going, well, let me tell you something. A mom can do everything that a guy can. In fact, a lot of them do it. Yes, they can, but it's it takes a lot more work. There are certain, there are certain things that physically we're each built to do a little better than the other. Moms one. cannot teach the kid to pee on a campfire. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That so, they physically cannot do that. But but there are studies that have shown like there are certain things that without the uh, without the male... Uh, support or uh, you know to build up the self esteem. How much that that affects the child later on. And if, and if, the- I'm sure if, if we're dealing with a situation where the dad is an only you know is an only parent and the mom isn't around, there's a lot of things that's going to affect them later on and how they view with females and fuck them up in life without the mom around. So I'm not saying you know that it's just the dad. No, they're there, but you get what I'm saying. I'm just really happy because I'm imagining some ultra feminist listening to this right now. She's like. I mean, ultra feminist, like super committed to the cause, and she's like, "I'll prove that women can pee on a campfire." <laughs> and she like strips off her britches, and she's just naked from the waist down. And there's a campfire. She's like, "You guys taping this? All right, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> she's just like getting her flesh burned and she's peeing on the campfire. <laughs> I said, I've, got, I've got at least like four that or five clients. Awesome. I've got four or five clients that identify as like, you know, very feminist. Well, I'm just saying I would really respect it. <laughs> we can do anything men can. 
I love their feedback, especially Lauren. <laughs> like, so I don't want you to think that I'm saying it's not possible. I know that it is, but just hitting gear on some biological things. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Uh, I do have one trainer tip of the day for you guys, since a little bit of this does have to do with uh, health and fitness. This is going to be my personal trainer tip out to you guys, and it has to do with meal prep and cheat day. Here's the thing I want you guys to start trying out from here on out. So if Sunday or Saturday or whatever is your cheat day, here's the thing. Don't cheat all goddamn day. All right, get your cheating out of the way, and then I want your your last thing you eat, whether it's a snack, a meal, or whatever, to be whatever your health plan is going to be for the rest of the week. That way, you go to bed that night already on track, already ready, and when you wake up in the morning, you're going to feel great because you're not about to start the new program over. You already started it the day before. You're going to feel great about it. You're going to feel awesome because you meal prepped, and you're just going to be that much more motivated to get going. That's it for Actually, this. I have a uh, trainer tip, too, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, if you're going to shake a baby, then by me, by all means, commit to it. Make sure you work out those triceps tomorrow. <laughs> it's it's going to help out. I was actually going to say for meal prep, you know, kill two birds with one stone and just shake the baby and your protein shake at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> today's I forgot to say our third sponsor of today was Shake and Bake. <laughs> That's it for today's show. I am Sam Richardson. You can follow me on Twitter at AdamRawSTL or... Sam underscore the underscore trainer. You can find me on Instagram, Periscope, and uh, something else. I don't even know. All my other social media is at Adam Raw STL. I'm Tim Pickerel. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Hates You and on Instagram at Onyx Edge Studios. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and you can't find me because I shook a baby right before I got here, so I'll be on the land. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you liked it. You can also drop us a line. Go to HowShouldIBro.com. Give us some feedback. And that is it for this episode. Make sure you check in every Tuesday for the next one, and we will catch you guys later.